That's right. You listen to another episode of D Love Special Sauce Podcast. We break down fights and give our predictions. Curtis Blades defeats Junior DeSantis in the second round. Today's a tragic day in sports history. And then we look ahead at John Jones taking on Dominic Reyes. Let's jump right in. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us to another special episode of D Love Special Sauce. Episode 14. Thanks for showing up. With me, as always, my good buddy, my brother from another mother, Nate. How you doing, man? Good. My name's Nate, and I'm waiting on my pizza. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, man. My fucking my feet hurt. My legs hurt. They're sore. But I'm ready to talk some shit. I'm ready Do, to talk about some fights. Does your face hurt? Uh, not going to walk into that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Noah and I. Yeah, that's an old one. No, Noah and I went on a like unscheduled, unplanned seven-hour walk. Or seven mile, rather seven mile hike, trying to go to uh, Black Star Canyon and Black Star Falls. Black Hawk Down. I highly recommend it, guys. Just go start a little earlier. Oh yes, no, in the Black day. Star Falls is great. Yeah, uh, it's a good Especially hike. Especially in the uh, the the fall time. Yeah, it was um, nice. It wasn't which, too hot today. Or, or I want to say spring when it's raining more. Yeah, um, it's because flowing. it's flowing. Good. Yeah. yeah, it's a great hike though. It's, yeah, you guys should check it out. Just start a little earlier in the day. We were uh, three and a half hours in and realized that we were not quite there and the sun was going to go down soon. So we ended up making it most of the way. We got a couple little waterfalls. Didn't get to the main one, but had a good time. We're going to go back. So, uh, but yeah, that's why my legs hurt. But it was a great time. And yeah, uh, but before we get started off the top, I just I would. You know, I got to go ahead and touch on this. Just wanted to mention and give my condolences. My, we're obviously thinking about the uh, Bryant family. That's what we're talking about here. Unfortunately, himself and his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, as well as some other people, some people from OCC, the, the baseball coach, and just some, you know, some doesn't matter who really. It's tragic regardless. But they died in a helicopter accident in Calabasas, California today. And just, you know, one of the legends, uh, sports legends all around, um, hero to some, you know, icon, sports icon, but one of the best basketball players, that's for damn sure, that we're ever going to see, ever going to hear of in our lifetime. So um, just wanted to go ahead and touch on that and give our condolences to the, the family and friends and anybody that's mourning, you know. It's just it's unfortunate. A lot of these icons are, are didn't taken out and dying young. He was 41 years old, and it's just unfortunate. So he will be missed and, you know, never be forgotten for sure. Yeah, and uh, prayers go out to his family. I mean, not only did we lose Kobe Bryant, but his wife, you know, lost a daughter and her husband and also his other siblings of Kobe Bryant. The other uh, children of Kobe Bryant also lost a sibling and a father. So it's such a uh, – that whole family just has a traumatic experience that they're going to have to get through. So prayers for strength for you guys and, uh, yeah, good vibes your way, guys. Yeah, it goes to show no matter what level of class or status you have, you know, we're all – susceptible in this life that's extremely fragile so you know make sure to express your uh, affection and thanks and gratitude daily to those around you that you know you care about and your loved ones and all, on all that stuff so stuff like this always kind of helps remind me to you know that life could be taken at any moment so to cherish it and try to you know show love and spread love and you know just live live a, a joyous life because you never know when it's going to end so not to start off the show with a downer or anything but uh, on a much more happier note uh, and speaking of rest in peace, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, of course, but also rest in peace, the team trophy, the team championship trophy for the IKF PKB this weekend because we fucking killed that shit. And uh, the team MMT came out in force as usual. Uh, we showed up and ended up taking home the, me the most team wins as well as showing the best uh, team 
uh, good sportsmanship, and we got a lot of praise from the commission and the the members, the staff there that put on the event for our you know sportsmanship or obviously our skills and just an all around uh we put on a great showing represented well team mmt the chant was real in the la convention center oh my gosh i had a great time nate i know you wanted to touch on that real quick um but make sure obviously to touching on mmt to check out the gym come see nate he's teaching class sundays at 8 30 but the gym in general is in laguna niguel exit avery first class is free please come by and check us out i always want to make sure to touch on and mention give uh, mad props to the gym frankie mercado obviously for giving me every opportunity with regards to the gym my good brother and co-host nate john walker and faster performance for always taking care of our boys um, and all, of course, the coaches and the trainer, trainers and the rest of the staff, uh, my training partners, the friends, extended martial arts, family and coaches. You know, it is a small community, guys, not just at MMT, but just in general. We got friends and, uh, you know, fellow coaches and training partners and, you know, across all the gyms in Southern California and across the world. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Martial arts is truly you know, a language of its own. So it's cool that we all get to share that. So um, as always, check out MMT. And check out MMT Radio and MMT TV, the Yo Radio app. Uh, like I said a couple weeks ago, we are live as far as MMT Radio. We got that playing uh, a 24/7 music playlist. It's a great playlist. All kinds of music from you know slow jams and hip hop to heavy metal, kill switch, engage, all that stuff. So it has something for everybody. And uh, just as a reminder, this show plays from Tuesday through Friday uh, for at. 8 a.m., noon, 4 p.m., and 8 p.m., so four times a day, guys, this show gets repeated on the Yo Radio app on MMT Radio, so if you're checking out MMT Radio, make sure to listen to the, uh, obviously, to the podcast, show us some support. Uh, Real quick, I want to also touch on, uh, congrats to Raymond Daniels, Classic Fight Team, and he has a couple other gyms that he frequents, but... He also does his strength conditioning with, uh, as well as the, with the training lab, but he does it with John Walker at our gym as well. So shout out to Raymond Daniels, another uh, dominant performance. It was cool to see a little bit more from his game this week. So that was awesome. And um, off, you know, speaking of that extended martial arts family of coaches and, and training partners, uh, we wanted to give a good, uh, I guess, shout out again to uh, Pacific Roots Muay Thai. And we saw them at the PKB this week, this weekend. Um, some of our former opponents and coaches have coached against, and you know we just have a history with them. But they're great guys. Uh, they know what they're doing. They're they're great in terms of their technical ability and just all around good people. So, uh, shout out to them as always. My old opponent Joshua Fishman didn't make it this time, but uh, he had some other opponent or other teammates fighting. One of which uh, faced our guy Jeremy. So shout out to Jeremy for a heck of a performance. Uh, Nate and you know a lot of the guys we kind of talked to him about it, and he's just going to learn from this, level up, and come back stronger. But it was cool. His opponent from uh, Pacific Ridge Muay Thai was uh, I didn't realize uh, Michael Kiesa was fighting twice in one night because yeah he looked exactly he looked like just him. Like it was Michael hilarious. Yeah, but yeah, man. So. That was, that was pretty much our weekend. You know, obviously, we caught the fights. We're going to go over that. Uh, but, again, before we move on, make sure to check out MMT, the YouTube, the radio station, the Your Radio app, our show, and all your listening platforms. Get at me and Nate on social media, at DLove underscore 84 on Twitter, and at NateFit13 on his Instagram. So, before, uh, but let's get into it. Let's start off with recapping the predictions challenge. And then we're going to go into UFC Blaze versus Dos Santos. And then at the end, we're going to do the breakdown of predictions 
for UFC 247 because John Jones makes his uh, long-awaited return. Not long-awaited, but his first showing of 2020. It's, it seems pretty long, so. Yeah, I'm excited. He's taking on Dominic Reyes. We're going to get into all that in a little bit, so I don't want to touch too much on it now. But that's pretty much the breakdown of the show, guys. So give us just a second, and we're going to jump right in and start with the predictions challenge for the week. We're going to recap it. Let's go. Who's it gonna be? All right, episode 14, Predictions Challenge, UFC Fight Night 166. Curtis Blaze defeat Junior Dos Santos in the second round, 106 of round two. Uh, this, these fights, we had to catch up on replay because we were at the PKB for MMT fights. But uh, I basically just watched the the fights that we had picks on. Uh, I haven't checked out the other ones. But uh, real quickly, I'll just start from the bottom up just so everybody catches up real quick. It'll be really fast, and then we'll go over just our picks. The night started out with Herbert Burns, uh, that's Gilbert Burns' brother, getting a win over Nate Lamwilder. Uh, Brett Johns takes the win. He got a sub over Tony Gravely, third-round sub. Sarah McMahon bounces back over Lena Landsberg, um, wins the decision. Montel Jackson also wins the decision. Justine Cush, this was a highly anticipated fight for the women's flyweight division. Justine Cush, Kish rather, wins a decision against Luce Pudilova. And then here's one of the ones we did the picks on. Nate's, uh, I went against him with Nick Lenson for the veteranship. And yeah, it didn't play out for me. Arnold Allen comes away with the three, third round decision. And let me look real down. Yeah, so Nate got not only the correct fighter, he got the uh, decision. So he got two points. Uh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> and then this fight, Bevan Lewis, Daquan, Daquan Townsend. I actually need to check out this fight because it was, I was really looking forward to it, but um, I didn't catch the replay. So that one, guys, if you have anything on that or haven't checked that one out, let me know. It went to decision, so I guess it wasn't a – I thought it was going to be in a knockout. So we'll see. But that was the prelims and going up the main card, Jamal Hill. A lot of decisions on this card. Uh, Darko Stosiak, Stosiak loses the decision to Jamal Hill. Hannah Cyphers um, loses a uh, Oh, yeah, okay. This is one of the ones for Angela Hill. She's represented by Brian at Sucker Punch Entertainment. Uh, shout out to Brian. And she's been up and down in her career, but she's been going on a tear lately. And uh, this is good. It looks like she won in the second round TKO of Hannah Cyphers, who's actually extremely durable and hard, to, tough to put away. So... Nice, good job to Angela Hill. And then <clears throat> one of the next ones, uh, real quick, we picked, we both picked Alex Perez on this one, yeah? Yes, after going through only stats. Only stats. That's so right. So that shows you guys, we're smart. <laughs> well, who's the smartest? Because you got a point for picking the right person. You chose Perez by unanimous decision. And then I got two points, could have got three. I, put, I picked a third-round submission last round, or last uh, week. And he got the sub. He finished him but in the first round. So I got two points, correct method of victory and correct fighter, but not the correct round. But congrats to Alex Perez. His last fight, um, let's check it out. I actually want to make sure to touch on this because it's a, it's a good one you guys might want to actually watch. More fights. Oh yeah, versus Mark De La Rosa. Get you get caught up on Alex Perez if you're not uh, new to him. he's new to on on the scene. So if you're not familiar with him, check out his last couple of his fights. Mark De La Rosa was a was a 
stupid fun ass fight in uh, a, a decision but there was points in the fight it looked like he could finish it and then he comes away with the first round decision tonight or i'm sorry last night so uh good on him and then going up the main card so i got three points he got two and then he got two points for arnold allen so he's in the lead at this point and then we both picked junior or rafael dos Anjos. yeah and he ends up losing a well i mean this was I saw a couple people, couple people say that they thought Rafael could have won this fight, but it was mostly a one-sided victory. Michael Chiesa, I can never, I cannot believe. I know people say this all the time that he ever made lightweight. He's a gigantic welterweight, and um, even standing next to Rafael dos Anjos, who used to be light, has been made lightweight, but been a welterweight over the last several of his fights, and definitely settled in the weight class. Uh, Chiesa standing next to him is fucking gigantic. He's a huge guy. Yeah, and he says he still cuts. You know somewhat to 15 to 20 pounds to get to 170 so it's amazing that he ever fought at 155 and the reason i'm bringing that up is not only because it's very interesting but he won um, a dominant decision because of his wrestling because a lot of that strength and size but uh, his gas tank held up and there was some exchanges on the feet where he definitely held his own but rafael de Sanchez with maybe the better well-rounded skill set and veteran savvy um, and even the ability to, he, he kind of dos anjos, dos anjos, if you ask me. He kept taking him down. He had a lot of control positions. There was some really cool grappling exchanges on the ground, um, back and forth a little bit. But for the most part, Kiesa's top pressure, heavy top pressure and control uh, won the fight. Both of them, you know, didn't gas out, but it was definitely, you know, slowing down towards the end. And I don't know, it was just a great, great performance getting by someone of that caliber. Michael Kiesa's definitely, definitely found his weight class. And he even looks gigantic for 170, bro. It's insane. Yeah. So we'll see how this plays out. I'm excited to see uh, if Kessa can uh, make it to the top. Yeah. You said in the yeah. last podcast when I was listening because we both both picked Rafael, but both said also when, don't be surprised if Kessa pulls this out. Yeah. I said if it could be his coming out party, and you said that you definitely see him as a future champion at some point. So yeah. this is definitely the first step towards that. It's just, um, you know, he's he's had he's been in the UFC for over 10 years now, and he, he's just had his chance. And uh, that's a long time to be in it, and he's been in multiple weight classes. And, you know, he's always fought good, great guys and, and always just struck – uh, slightly just struck out was yeah. slightly short you know and never I wouldn't say he could never finish the big ones he fought some big guys but you know it's just like it was always like he would always end in decision mostly and it always like not go his way he's kind of learning on the job or like baptism under Turning fire lob. yeah and uh, as his career has progressed at 55 cutting he's, listen to his interviews man he's like he must can't have been drained can't bro. he said most of the time his his camps were focused on finding ways to get down and weight ahead of time so he could lose the 15 pounds of water but he needed to still get to 185 yeah. to lose 50 or uh, sorry 170 to lose 15 pounds for 155 by calorie deficit by yeah. focusing more on running and focusing more on losing weight than like honing his techniques or yeah. learning um, new skills or working on his fight IQ or fight um, you know fight techniques or fight tools he was mostly just focusing his camps on getting the weight off and so not only does he get to focus more on his skills and getting creative and and learning and progressing and keeping his mind like fresh and excited He's, you know, not so deprived that he can't even, like, yeah. have strong outputs at practice. And that's one of the biggest reasons why a lot of big, big guys <laughs> try to cut to the smallest weight they can because they think their power is going to translate. They still – sometimes we forget that you're not going to feel the same way. Um, your body's going to be much weaker, so your power isn't going to quite translate the way you think it and is. And if it does, it's only for, like, six minutes yes. tops, And maybe. then your body is just shot. And, you're, yeah, don't you got to find that good balance to where your body is – 
you, you cut a good amount of weight. You're not super exhausted. You're still strong. You're still fast. And you can do it for five championship rounds and then still be able to lay down on your opponent. You know, your body is, is a big tool. Your body shuts down. Your mind shuts down. Yeah. When both, both ain't working. Yeah. Man, the I'm ability telling you to take a, punishment or punches yeah. to the head. Shout out to Kevin Ross who went on the Joe Rogan Experience recently, and he was talking about this, and he just dubbed it like the Thai style because their style of uh, like uh, training has evolved to where you know maybe to the body and the knees and the clinch and the the frequency of how much they train like all day every day because it's a job for them. But their style is more like a place bar where they don't hit hard to the head. Nope, they're not trying to take each other's heads off unless. The, but when they're hitting pads and they're hitting uh, heavy bags and they're doing kick yeah. drills and all these Dicious things, intent. that's a thing thousand percent so and they're doing it all day a million times they're really wiring in that muscle memory so but in terms of sparring there everything else is off or is you know on on the table as far as decent power and, and you know trying to actually sweep someone and work clinch technique and all these other things but in terms of the head you just pull your punches it's more about speed and technique and trying to you know be creative and get your shots in there and land cleanly and those are the things that are going to help you on fight night when you're able to actually throw it 100 percent. so absolutely that's a great way to do it and it's a balance if you have a fight coming up you definitely need to see what 100 percent looks like you'd be a fool to not you know let your, you know to not send your fighter out there with a little bit of experience of a few hard 100 percent rounds at least a couple so that he knows what the difference of speed is and he's not caught off guard out there on the fight don't get me wrong we're not you know it's, there's a, there's definitely a balance. That's the whole point there. Absolutely. But anyways, Michael Chiesa's de- ability to take a punishment uh, and punches to the brain is better because Rafael landed a few strong ass shots on him, but overall Chiesa made it a uh, un. It wasn't ugly, but it wasn't a beautiful technical exchange when it comes to the feet, uh, the, you know, the striking exchanges, which helped him out because he would have been out of deficit against Rafael. Basically yeah. able to keep pushing him uh, up against the fence, behind the two black lines, up against the fence, get those takedowns, r- rinse and repeat over and over and over and over again. Just dragging it out, throwing yeah. him around, and, and frustrating uh, Dos Anjos, man. You know, it's a good game plan. Yeah, well, for him, and that was a great win. That's so. how you got to fight him. And so. you know what? Chiesa, I think you find your weight class. Let's let's yep. see you fight some more. I'm excited. Congrats to Michael Chiesa. Great Absolutely. win. Absolutely. We both got zero points on that. So, that's, so next doesn't time make I'm going to go for you, Chiesa. All yeah. right. I promise. And then that brings us to the main event. Junior Dos Santos gets taken out in the second round. One minute and six seconds of the, t- of the second round. <laughs> and I remember listening to the breakdown of last week to make sure I knew what, what the picks were for us. And um, we both gave Curtis plays. We knew him being in. You know, not necessarily a new up-and-comer, but it was his time. He was on the rise. Judo Dos Santos has had a lot of wars. Still good. Like, I feel like, I don't know, i got to look into the, the record, but maybe I feel like him and Glover Teixeira would be a good matchup because they're both coming off a loss, and they're mm-hmm. both at that level of their career. I think they have fought, but maybe a rematch. Point being is I think um, Curtis Blades, we thought he was the fresher fighter. We thought he was the more, um, you know, evolved faced the tougher competition of today and it was just his time and we were both right in that regard but i remember we both were saying watch out junior could always lay you out he's always got that power it's the last Mm -hmm. thing to go and you gave him a lot of credit for his veteran savvy his fight iq and all these things which you know wasn't poorly placed but in the end uh curtis blades ends up getting out after him enough and doing a lot of stance switching and moving a lot differently than most heavyweights do a lot of really Mm -hmm. limber on his feet and just confused Dos Anjos and made him kind of uh, throw some poor punches to try to catch blades that in places he wasn't at because he was moving around a lot and left mixing him, up his approach. Yeah, left him open and uh, 
Landed a good couple one twos of his own, and and at the end it was a, a hard shot that really rocked Dos Anjos, put him up against the fence, and the rest was history. Curtis Blaze just finished the fight. You uh, called it for a decision, and, and I called it for a second round TKO. So I hit this nail uh, on the head, and I got three points: the right fighter, the right uh, method of victory, and the right round. So I got three points there, and that one point difference, guys, ends up me having win the winning the week. Thank goodness. Wait, you won the week? I won the week this time finally with sure? the predictions challenge. Yes, sir. Not so far in the lead over the last two weeks, but I won the week five to four, guys. So oh, five uh, to four. Yeah. Second and, week. Okay, so what's the total of the two weeks? Yeah, now at two weeks, I'm chipping away. Uh, Nick took a good lead on me, seven to five, and now after this week, I chipped away, and it's uh, I'm down by one. He's up eleven, and I'm not, I got ten. So yep. eleven to ten, guys. Going look, into week three. Yes, look for the big Nate sweep. All right, you look guys got to give us Nate's some sort of uh, bet. We have to pay up on it. Whoever loses yeah. this too. And uh, shout out to the Wade Concept. It's a great podcast, guys. It's on YouTube. Check him out. Uh, we are debating everything. I think is wait what Wade stands for. It's an acronym. Uh, it's a great show. He does reaction videos. He'll be online during fight nights, and he'll be on YouTube and doing reactions to the live fights, the reactions to certain large press conferences, basically any large uh, combat sport thing of note. He normally does reaction videos and some breakdowns. So check him out. And uh, he gave us a shout out on the show, so I'm stoked about that as well as uh, Luke Thomas. If you haven't seen that, he gave us a shout out, so I'm very very happy with that. Uh, but he had um, he has a live chat, right? So he has people that are talking to him while he's recording uh, through YouTube. And he was asking them what he should do if he got his picks wrong against his live chat listeners. So they were doing picks and he was doing picks. And one of the people suggested, like, kind of similar to you, you said we should fucking do a Brazilian, which I'm fucking – if that's it, then I'm definitely going to study. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not getting a Brazilian. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. If, so he had to. I think he just did his legs. But someone suggested that he fucking uh, wax his asshole or his ass crack or something like that too. So he ended up doing. I think it was legs or maybe his upper thighs or something. But you know, in that same light, we want to make sure to have something funny or something interesting that we definitely don't want to lose to. So it makes us try harder, but engages you guys and makes you guys laugh. So please give us suggestions. Make sure to reach out to me on Twitter or Nate on Instagram or just when you see us. Yeah. Let us know. And again, and we'll pick the one that we think is not too ridiculous, yeah, but, it's, but exactly. not too like, oh, that was easy. But so. if you give us one and you're the only one, I guess we'll have to pick that one. So you might as well give us uh, what you think we should do, What's the, what you think's funny. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so that for, that wraps In up. In due time. That's the recap of the predictions challenge. Shout out to uh, Curtis Blades and all the fighters, Kiesa, Arnold Allen, Alex Perez, and all the other uh, winners on the fight. Good job. I thought it was an overall good card for, you know, like an ESPN card, ESPN Plus card kind of. You know, there was a Bellator card as well, guys. We didn't bet on this one. Uh, but if you want to, how about you? Because I've been chit-chatting a lot tonight. How about you go ahead and talk about the Bellator card? We talk, well, You watched more of it than I did. You caught yeah. Aaron Pico. Yeah. Couple other fighters, and then to capped off with uh, Chris Cyborg, four, yeah. first four-time world we'll champion. Just, we'll just yeah. top off. Aaron Pico obviously won by uh, a left hook right hand, and then fade back left hook right hand again, one TKO. Then uh, the next major fight was uh, Corrales and um, and uh, uh, Archuleta, and uh, Corrales just couldn't get it done. Archuleta was I thought, and I'm a big fan of Archuleta. Yeah. Uh, let me start by saying that. I'm, I won that prediction, uh, by the way, so I'm technically in my head. Well, <laughs> we did. Yeah, I know. We shouldn't have been, I'm glad I, we didn't put that one down. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm a huge fan of both these guys, and I'm a, I like Juan personally, and and I, I would say I'd be, I was rooting for him. But I personally, George, uh, judged that fight for, for um, fucking Corrales 
just because there wasn't a whole lot of cleanly landed strikes, there was a good amount. But I felt, what do you think? He was commanding the center most of the fight, pressing Archuleta yeah. back. Even though I know Archuleta's game plan was his footwork and all these other things, which you're going to touch on. But, you know, overall, strike for strike, if, if it's even, then the guy who's pressing the guy back and pushing the fight, you know, that, that has yeah. credence in my book. So Overall, um, super, super close fight. Um you know, two takedowns were done. One was by Archuleta in, in like, the very beginning rounds. and uh, But he didn't control the situation. He didn't control the takedown. And Corrales got right up immediately, got his back into the cage, and then and then broke that clinch exchange and then was back in the center. Um, and then uh, later on in the fight, Archuleta was taken down. But the the, the situation was controlled. The, the takedown was controlled. The position was maintained by Corrales for a good solid – I want to say 30, 40 seconds. Um, but it, so I would say he's up a takedown. Um, but um, also Corrales did almost drop. He dropped him once to a knee, Archuleta to a knee. Corrales just landed a few more shots that looked like, ooh, that really hurt him. Like, oh, he almost went out. Or um, so. But the thing was Archuleta moved a lot. He struck a lot. His volume was a little more. He looked a little more clean technically. So I can see where the judges are going on it. Chael Sonnen was very like, no, he got I, – I think that was the wrong decision. I think Corrales won. I think Corrales hurt him more. I think Corrales was able to keep up and had that takedown compared to Archuleta. Very close fight, guys. If you didn't get a chance to check it out, go check it out, okay? It was an excellent fight, very close, but Archuleta came out on top. Then we have – Oh, wait, real quick because I know you might go to the cyborg. Uh, shout out to um – Anthony Pettis' brother. Oh, Sergio, Sergio Pettis. Sergio yeah, Pettis, Sergio Pettis wins. That was a good fight. Second round. Tell, tell everybody what we were talking about before, kind of how like they're not going to give him any slump. Just yeah, to, just you know, so go ahead. Yeah, they're not, the way me and Dustin were talking was like they're not going to give him any, uh, you know, they're not going to give him any breaks being, you know, Anthony Pettis' brother, which I think he, he's been in that spotlight a lot, which sucks because people are always trying to think you got to follow in your brother's footsteps. But not Sergio, only that, but... Sergio, but but Sergio Pettis is his own man, you know. He's his own fighter. He's a yeah. great fighter, and he yeah. deserves his own spotlight. Um, so the UFC, I mean, uh, he came from the UFC, signed a contract. It was his Bellator debut. Um, and me and Dustin were talking like they're not going to give him much slack because they're not going to shout out the UFC, right? And they're not. If he wins, then they can be like, oh, this guy came from the UFC. And, um, you know, he, he, now they can kind of build on him, right? So real quick before I was just to set uh, set this up. So the Bellator wins either way because if Absolutely. you know the UFC guy loses to a Bellator guy, as you're 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 alluding to, it makes it seem like cool. Bellator guys are just as good. good you know, the UFC's UFC not, not yeah, better. Exactly. So, but you know if Sergio wins, so basically they can build off both guys just depending on which yeah. other way. Yeah, and goes. if Sergio wins, he came from the UFC. Now he's uh, Anthony Pettis' brother, a big star, and he's a great fighter. Um, yeah, it's a win-win, especially if Beltor plays it the right way. And, you know, Sergio Pettis won, and he deserves it. He got he got clipped on the top of the head with a little hook, a little wobbly, and then right off that, went back on that back foot, hopped back forward with a strong right hand right on the chin and just put the guy out. Um, so oh, no, no, he didn't put him out. Remember, he almost put him out. Almost put him out, and then he submitted him with yeah. the guillotine. Great he, adjustment. Do you see the guy's eyes rolled back when, oh, he, yeah. when he came out? Oh, yeah, he put him out cold. He was out cold. Even he had to tell the ref, he's out, he's out, he's out. So, yeah, he put him out cold, man. A good adjustment from there um, into the guillotine. Didn't try to go for crazy strikes. Just made a quick adjustment and choked him out cold. 
And then, uh, so that's great. You know, he made a good splash in Bellator, and he's they can build off him, and good for him. I hope, like you just said before we started this little segment on him, that he can be his own fighter. And that separation between him and the UFC and him and his brother, I think, might really be the difference and might allow him to carve that path for himself. Absolutely. And then real quick before we go to the main event, so real quick, break down uh, our boy RD, uh, Raymond Daniels, coming away with the win, showing more skills than he, he normally uh, even needs to in an MMA cage. But... Yeah, I think it's his third or fourth victory in a row in MMA. Yeah. Still the welterweight kickboxing champion for Bellator. Yeah. So, yeah, man, go, why don't you tell everybody about how our board did? Well, he did phenomenal, first of all. And let me tell you something, okay? Everyone questions if a kickboxer belongs in that cage, if a guy from a kickboxing background that transitions to MMA can uh, – Get takedown, get back up, and, and has a good submission game. That's the ultimate test. If I think we if we can get him down, his ground's probably garbage. Well, guess what? It's not. He was on the ground. The guy had him in a knee bar and leg lock position, even when he was hurt. And Raymond Daniels, after he put this guy down three times, three or four times, finishes the fight on the ground with some great punches. Yeah. Some great solid boom, 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 right hands. The guy was out. Uh, ref called it. Raymond Daniels said, go. Um, God over all things. Amen, brother. Hey, congratulations. Congrats to the classic fight team, Tyler Wombles, and Mark Munoz was in his corner. I actually messaged Mark um, and uh, talked to him a little bit and uh, congratulated him. And now let's end on the final fight. All right. Cyborg versus Julia Budd. All right. Everyone thought Julia Budd was strong and the wrestling was going to be an issue. Guess what? It wasn't. Cyborg was strong the whole fight. Was able to withstand the clinch, not get gas. Put her up against the fence. Put her up the against time. the fence and Got just those muscles filled up yeah. and, and heavy and tired, crazy. And, and for four rounds, man, phenomenal. Four rounds, kept good range, kept distance, kept breaking up those clinch exchanges off the cage, getting back in the center. A lot of good inside kicks and leg kicks, and at the end, she ended with a swarm, a flurry of punches, yes, head, she head, was head, really body, sharp with the leg, leg, kicks. leg kick. And just ended with like a straight slash right hook to the body. Girl drops, and that was it, man. Yeah. It was a straight. It was like the one you hit me with for my fucking birthday. Oh, if you yeah. guys check Instagram, MMT Fitness Instagram back. For our, our birthdays, you, you guys, we get like a single punch from each coach instead of. It's a long story, but there's, it's a tradition, and trust me, it's a lot easier than the old school tradition. It was a lot more. It was a lot worse. Yeah. Point being is, I got hit one time in the in the stomach and the abs by Nate for my birthday, and it was the similar punch to what happened with Julia Budd and Cyborg because it was just she was sitting down on her punch so well and just came down with it like downward mm -hmm. angle and just jet stabbed her with it. So I don't know. It was yeah. It was phenomenal. It was a beautiful mm -hmm. body shot. Ended up folding her over, and she, uh, that was the end of it. She folded her in half, and that's all she wrote. Yeah. So that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for the predictions challenge recap and all the fights from UFC Blades versus Dos Santos, as well as the highlights from the Bellator card. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break right now, and then we're going to come back and we're going to get started with the pre-fight breakdown and our predictions for UFC 247, John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. So stay put. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome back. So real quick, change of plans. We're going to go. I want to talk about this weekend, man. I want to talk about all of our teammates going out and showing their heart and uh, their hard work and doing great and representing MMT and making us proud. And we, you know, us bringing home the team trophy. That's that really means a lot to it meant a lot of Frankie. It means a lot to me and Nate as well. And which we'll get into. But 
mainly because um, of what happened w- with Justin's fight. Um, it's a great reflection of, I think, what the identity of our gym and our team is about, about uh, MMT as a place for all. And I was really touched, man. If, if you haven't seen already, MM, MMT and it has a YouTube channel, which I always talk about, MMT TV, and I'm sure Frankie, which Iris was a great camera woman uh, all the day, so shout out to Iris, is going to be putting together some footage, and I'm sure it'll keep, it'll include this, this situation. So Justin went out and had his fight, and Justin is a fucking savage. His legs are it's the only other person, like maybe Harvey and Frank, Frankie's, of course, are bigger, but... Um, he is very, very light on his feet. Kicks like a truck is amazing. I, I'm very, um, you know, impressed by him. And uh, it was his fight, and we didn't know anything about his opponent. His opponent, you know, looked sizable, and he went out, and Justin took, you know, was very cautious. And I was trying to explain this to anybody, any of our fighters who were watching, to try to take notes and take this from Justin because he was doing very well at this. He was staying absolutely dead calm the whole time except for when he was reacting and countering he was reacting to what his opponent was giving him making sure to be good on defense and then like a thousand percent responding really really fast and explosive so he was um, expending energy efficiently but it being very very explosive and very quick and very you know doing a very good job and being very reactive his his reactions were were good so i was impressed with him and you know you save energy by staying calm as well and you can see better and um he started the fight off with uh, a couple he got out of the way of a couple kicks himself and then countered with a couple thunderous amazingly powerful beautifully uh placed kicks and uh you could tell immediately he was starting to hurt his opponent First round ensues. Justin's doing very well. I don't think he gets touched once. And he lands a bunch of very clean, precise leg kicks as well as a few uh, other strikes. Uh, round ends, and then Nate, you, you can jump in here. Both guys go back to their corner, and um, Frankie notices that um, homeboy over there, the opponent of Justin, doesn't have a teammate. I'm sorry, a coach. Or a corner or a coach. Anyone, really. He's there by himself on a business trip and thought he'd sign up. He's from New York. We found all that out later, but yeah. So Frankie went up to him, gave him advice, like, hey, man, you need to keep your hands up. Don't don't block kicks with your hands. And just, you know, the basics. You know, the kid had a lot to learn. He's fairly new at it. But he got heart, and he went out there and did something not many people do. And um, and then he's like, hey, man, I'm going to let Justin, you know, I'm going to pull him off you a little bit because he's way more experienced. He's going to let you work is um, what he and said. And he's going to let him work. And he's like, uh, I'm going to let you get work in so you can, uh, you know, get some work in. So kind of pulled uh, the leash back on uh, Justin and then I noticed that um, Frankie was talking to him and then I asked Frankie as he was walking back to Justin's corner hey does this kid have a not have a coach uh, have a coach and Frankie's like no so I just walked up I said I'll coach him yeah Frankie's like no you want to help him and Nate walks straight over yeah and um and it was cool man so yeah I got to coach him was his name Daryl Daryl but I kept calling him Dale because he had a mouthpiece, <laughs> and I was like, what's your name? He's like, Daryl. <laughs> oh, what? Daryl. And I was like, Dave? He's like, Daryl. I was like, Dale? He's like, and he kind of was like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Call me Dale. Okay. So I was yelling, Dale, do this. Dale, do that. Dale, Dale. And then at the end, he pulled it's his like mouthpiece Darryl out. He pulled his mouthpiece out. And uh, I was like, he's like, my name's Daryl. I was like, oh. <laughs> That fits more because he's this giant African-American dude, he's and Dale's dude, a, yeah. the whitest name you can think of, so it probably wasn't Dale. Dale. He's probably like, come on, dude. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm a Dale. I, I'm, he's like, I'm pretty much, I'm black, Dale, man. Do I look like a Dale, bro? 
Dale Earnhardt driving a NASCAR, nothing, not me. No, nothing against all the black Dales out there. I'm sure you're, you're cool <laughs> oh, yeah, as hell. That's right. <laughs> but like, he, he kind of said it like, come on, dog. You think I'm Dale? <laughs> no offense to any Dales out there. But yeah, it was a good experience. We had a lot of other fighters. Um, Natalie did great, dude. She's just a savage and listens really well. Uh, well, before we move on, sorry. that that's. I just was wanted to point out. That we did that, and I no one even skipped a beat. Like it just happened. Like it was like, yeah, of course. Oh, he didn't have it, so boom. And I'm not trying to pat us on the back, but that means a lot to me. It shows a lot about our our camp and our school and, and our our identity, as I said. And and in the end, because I'm I'm saying at the beginning that we won the team trophy before Nate goes down, and we go down the list of all of our amazing performances individually. But we won the team trophy, and it wasn't only for the most wins on the night for any one team, but it they the MC the girl which we know. It shouted it out multiple times that we had the best sportsmanship and we we showed up the best as a team, and that's what it was all about. And I'm just really happy and proud of all you guys and all of my team. I hope you're listening to this. I went on Instagram Live for everyone for all the fights. Um, so at least you can do is pay it back and watch the fucking show. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But I jokingly said, uh, you know, shameless plug on the Instagram Live to check out the show. Hopefully you do. Um, but yeah, you deserve a shout out. You deserve the praise. You deserve congratulations. You deserve to hold your heads up high because you all did great. Mario did fucking phenomenal uh, on the Instagram live before you get into everybody. Um, the guy to my right, the two guys to my right were watching the fights that I was recording on my Instagram. And when they uh, announced the winner, the two guys to my right said, man, I, I could have swore I thought the guy in the purple won the first two rounds. So I turned around and said, can you say that again? And then he <laughs> said it right into the camera. So anyone watching caught that shit. But yeah. 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 But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and talk about the individual performances. Because Nate, before he does, got to give him praise. Got to give Frankie praise. I've done a couple of cornerings. I've been you know, in support of a couple nights of fighting uh, in support uh, capacity, not, not competing. And it takes a lot out of you, man. These fighters are going through a lot, and you're kind of trying to ride the wave with them and keep them calm when they need to and let them explode and believe in themselves when they need to. It's 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 taxing. So thank you, Nate. Did a great job. Uh, Frankie did a great job. Everyone who pitched in. Uh, Matt, shout out to Matt Rojas. He did a great job. But, yeah, let's go. Yeah, before I start on on, on, on the other fighters, we, that, that guy we're talking about with Justin, the guy from New York, um, after it, you'll see it on the YouTube, on MMT's uh, YouTube but um, we actually went up to him, Rudy did, and said, hey, man, just to let you know, if you're ever in the area, we're going to take care of you. Just come to the gym. Of so, course. So that was a super important thing, too. It's not that we just did it at the fights, but he, he, we're going to hook him up at the gym. We're going we're gonna to help him. You know, he showed a lot of heart. Hell, yeah. Um, yeah, Natalie destroyed it. Listen, she just listened very well, yeah, just yeah. strong, and she's gotten a, she's worked hard in the gym and gotten a lot faster with her strike. She's not lethargic anymore. That was a big issue, a big worry for me. She's becoming and more explosive. She's mainly sitting down for Frankie. Punches. She needs and, to hit hard. Yeah, and for everyone. But the thing is, she's a strong girl, powerful girl. She's losing tons of weight. She's super athletic, and 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 you know she and she listens. She has a good IQ, but she listens. Like when I shout something, she does it right away, and I can just use her like an Xbox controller, and that's the best weapon for a coach especially with someone with an IQ and, and someone who listens. I let her free, uh, you know, here and there. Um, and then me and Frankie would give our instructions. You know, shout out to Frankie towards the end. Frankie was like, hey, 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 just let this girl get her work in. You're, you're doing really, really well. Let's let this girl have fun a little bit. Um, we want her to enjoy this time. So we just worked on defense, and she just checked and countered pretty much the whole time, and she, she smoked it. They called it in two rounds. So good job, uh, Natalie. Um, great sportsmanship. Jeremy, great job, man. It just seems like uh, 
uh, you know, you come close every time, but you know, your knee gives out last time you dislocated your toe, man. It just, it just luck, man. Um, but yeah, he he stands up to me in the fucking gym like a warrior and cracks mm-hmm. me hard. And when I've seen him go out there perform, which I've only done that one time, and anyone who's not done it, man, it's 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 different than you think. And you know, you're only gonna execute like twenty percent of what you're able to yeah. do in the gym because of all the nerves and everything yeah. that's going into it. But he kicks you know butt sometimes in the gym, and I've seen him on the mitts before he was warming up for this fight. Yeah, he was looking sharp as fuck. So mm-hmm. just things happen sometimes one way or the other, and that's the fight game. And it's he's got a yeah. couple tough uh, he's got a couple tough goes out there. You know. Yeah, he's fought tough guys. I mean, the guy he fought last time won all his fights. This time, yeah. he was there. So, um, hey man, just only forward from here. You can never go backwards. Um, Level up no matter yeah. what. Yeah, and now let's uh we got uh who else? Um obviously Ivan. Ivan. And you know, Logan. I, w- I was gonna hold off, but um yeah, Ivan again just outbox dropped the first guy with body shots, outboxed the first guy, you know, they called in two rounds. Then uh another guy uh, want, needed a fighter. The biggest guy opponent. on the map. He the was whole massive. Had, yeah. And and that always seems to happen to Ivan fighting yeah. giants. Always and, and the second fight uh, Ivan didn't press as much, but he was more back distance-wise. He swept the guy. He swept both guys a few times. Um, Ivan just outclassed them both. Ivan did great by adjusting from a, a, a smaller guy who was still bigger than him to a very, very tall guy, like six six, and really just uh, gigantic dude. Used his range. Didn't didn't let that guy. I can't his remember range. who his coach is, but he, I, we all recognized him from <laughs> you know other promotions, and he's uh-huh. a well-known coach and has you know up-and-coming fighters that. You know, are trying to pursue careers and become pro, and it was a very good matchup. Even though Ivan had a gi- another giant to fight, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's crazy because it's almost the the way it goes around our gym. But you always face people like that compared to you, so that when you're supposed to face someone your size and your skill level, you should smoke them, right? And he's always facing these gigantic, big ass, like tough opponents, formidable opponents. Charles, uh, her. Uh, shout out to him, the UFCPI nutritionist. He was a very formidable opponent, gigantic guy, very skinny, but long legs, long arms, could step over the top rope without even like bending it down. Ivan's always facing these guys with long limbs. It's it's a matter of time until he gets maybe into a weight class or a situation where he starts fighting guys his frame, yeah. and it's just going to be spectacular. I can't, I don't yeah. know what to say about it, mm-hmm. but good on him. And then Logan was in complete control. Absolutely. The entire fight stayed super calm. To me, in my mind, I know, I don't know if this is like how he thinks, but I was just thinking like, he's got to be thinking, this ain't no fucking Gabriel Silva. This ain't no Ivan Lopez. This, this jump ain't nothing. Like in his mind, he just really, and this is what I, I, we talk about nerves for Jeremy and then myself and mm-hmm. Mario. We're going to talk about Mario and, and oh, we are dead. But, Ivan or sorry Logan has fought on this IFS stage a couple times and like that's a big production there's yes. a lot of people there like that's he's really gotten himself like Ivan has some good repetitions and some good mm-hmm. um experience to, yeah. to under his belt so he could really it's gonna help him right yeah and you could see that in this PKB match like he was in total control he didn't he seemed super calm his head movement and his boxing wasn't mm-hmm. over uh, dramatic nope. he just was just slipped out of range of the shots and was in hard kicks mm-hmm. even blocked ones you know when we talk about this blocked ones on the forearms when you just when you send them like we were going to talk about Pedram like needing to send his kicks more man logan shout out to logan man that was an p- amazing performance yeah excellent job dude super proud of you, you got a great heart man um 
Next, let's talk about Harvey. Harvey, man, I love you, dude. You always fight guys that draw, are brutes. Ladies and gentlemen, a yes. draw. Um, you know, personally, uh, anyone who watched the live, I just wanted yeah. you to see that because I know they raised the other. I'll guys let you guys dictate it for yourself, but um, Harvey, I think landed a lot more leg kicks. Was a little more active. Landed some great uppercuts. Uh, the other guy was just bigger. He really, you know, he was a massive dude too. And he was actually got to give good. him credit. He, he was, was very good. athletic for his size. Yes. Didn't you judging a book by its cover? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think that. So yeah, you know, I'm gonna say. And this. so is Harvey. So that's yeah. why it was a really exciting fight. It was you a know, good fight. I'm gonna say this honestly. Out of all people, Harvey gets matched up with like guys that are exactly like him, like just anomalies, big guys, fast, strong. Like all the guys that Harvey's fought that's, that's haven't true, yeah. really been. They've all been technically surprisingly better than we've expected. That's so true. They've been very decent. They've all been decent. So Harvey, you you've had a challenge because. <laughs> Man, why does all these pop-ups keep coming up, man? On that computer, <laughs> you're gonna get some firmware. Sorry, guys, For we have sure. some, we have some weird pictures popping up on <laughs> Dustin's computer over here. Um. <sighs> I know it's, it's only right it's only used for the podcast, except for if you use it when I'm not in here. <laughs> no, it's probably Ivan or something. Oh, that's true. He is five feet away. <laughs> he probably goes on there. Son of a bitch. You might want to wash your keyboard. I don't know if he listens. <laughs> he's not a good fucking friend because I bet he doesn't listen. But if he does listen and he hears this now, he's gonna laugh his ass off and start doing it. That's for no, damn sure. Totally. That's funny. But yeah, props to you, Harvey, dude. You're just uh, you're awesome, dude. I love you, dude. Great heart. And, I know. Uh, a warrior. Um, Padram, man, Padram, your fights were awesome. Your first one, you dropped Fuck. the you dropped the kid with leg leg kicks within the first minute and a half. I've said this out loud to multiple oh, people, man. but my favorite way, and I think one of Frankie's probably favorite ways for any of our fighters to finish a kick would be a TKO by leg kicks. Yes, that guy stopped and almost quit, and then tried to keep going. Which we, then, they made us change shin pads yep. to be nicer, and, and then I he still felt finished him. That exact feeling from Pedram myself. Death by a thousand kicks? Nah, it was, takes like two, maybe three, because he's so accurate. He's got a sharp shin bone, turns him over, and lands in the mm -hmm. same spot. Oh, man, I felt that shooting all the way down my leg. It's hard to walk. He is a savage. Complete control if you watch my yes, live. Yes, dude, sharpest I've seen see him in a long time. When he was, I call it the Tyson. You're the one. It's, it emulates your style because mm -hmm. I know you put a lot of work in, and really gave uh, Pedram a lot of what his style is, right? Yeah. And um, when I see him do his boxing, because he's really good at mixing it up, but when he does his boxing entries and his hand, head movement in his hands and when he gets inside, it oh. totally reminds me of Mike Tyson, yeah. and it's beautiful. And he, when he has that mentality, you can see it on his face, and he, and he's mm -hmm. kind of like that mean, that mean yeah. he needs to get. And he fucking does. He has great hands as well as everything else. So when he can mix it up and um, mm -hmm. do both, it's a mentality thing with him because this kid's getting off the bench, totally going to UCLA, working his ass off all the time, mm -hmm. and then just comes straight from class, straight from the bench, and and performs that well and yeah. Can completely controls and dominates his first mm -hmm. opponent, and then and the second fight goes up against a very large and very good and traditional guy mm -hmm. that hit hard, and it was a the most exciting fight I saw the whole day oh, because Ivan's even though it was super exciting, but he was in control the whole time both times. This fight was back and forth, and Pedram had to dig deep. He was bloodied up, and in the third round, really stuck it out and pushed hard and, yes. and gutted it out. It was a phenomenal fight. The other team, Ian McCall, mm -hmm. shout out to Uncle Creepy. He was in the corner of the other guy. It was just the most exciting fight. If there was a fight of the night trophy, yes. that was the fight, man. It, it was, was so, so close, awesome. and it was, it was so awesome. Close. Yeah, it was just, it was phenomenal. Padrum, 
dude, shout out to you. And you didn't fight a chump gym, dude. Like, Padrum, uh, every guy I've seen you matched up with, you've never had an easy task as well. Exactly. So, dude, kudos to you, He's made friends you, with his last opponent, too, and knows that, knows that mm-hmm. now. And knows that it wasn't a chump that he lost to. Yeah, dude. But you, he comes off the couch, does that well, goes back. To, he's oh, like, yeah. He was asking me what time it was when he was about to go up for a he's second like, I fight. I gotta go home and study. Yeah, swear <laughs> to God. Yeah, and, and not to mention this kid has barely been training. So to, it's crazy, to, man. to come in and maybe get like a month's worth of training in. He's like and, my favorite matchup and size and training partner. If, if when he's able to be down here consistently, I know I'm going to get way better. I love Padrum, and he's half my size, and I prefer to choose him all the time. He's phenomenal. You know, he's he's like my child. You know, he's the gym's child, too. He's definitely Frankie's child, too. But, you know, he was a big part of my life and my wife's life. That's, you know, he was a big part of my life when, um, when he was young, and he was like at 17, 18 years old at the time. And. And Iris, I just met Iris, and they worked with me every morning, twice a week at six in the morning, only like technique and sparring. So like, okay, do you man. remember what time that was? What time in your life and what year and stuff? This was like 2017, uh, So that's around the time that I uh, really started becoming friends with you. Mm-hmm. Was shortly after I remember because I remember watching everyone's Instagram and the gym and and all that stuff, and just kind of recently reconnecting with Frankie and all that. Um, I remember watching you three in the garage those few times oh yeah and then okay flash forward months later like before his fight his first fight october uh you guys were running the lake right you were running yes. around uh rsm lake and i was running with you guys and that's mm-hmm. when i really started to get to know pedram and saw how much i didn't know that it was like less than a year about that time but uh, coming up on like maybe nine months that you had been training him with frankie and he had, that's the only time he had trained but i just knew him you know, in a vacuum at that time, how well he was doing and how good he was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how how recent he had just started. But point to that story is that that's around the time that me and you actually became yeah. closer when I came back to the gym, and um, it was it was fun because I saw all the work you put into him and how quick he was a good learner and oh, yeah, um, how much learning. of he, he had heart. He like had grit. You know, not everyone can. Some people are gonna fold out there. And, you know, to a certain degree, we all don't perform to our 100% ability, and it's partly because of, not that we're folding, but we're just kind of being diminished by the circumstances. And we all have a range at which we're comfortable out there and how well we're going to do. And he just gets, you know, um, what's the word, token to this fight. Like, case in point with this fight, man, that third fucking round, he, in my opinion, gutted it out and ended up winning that third round. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. let it go three rounds, even because uh, I think it was two rounds to, to nil or one to one going into the third. It was it was definitely one to one. If you rewatch the footage, it was like okay. uh, back uh, and forth. Well, I, uh, all I'm saying is the point because the they wanted it to go a third round because of how entertaining it was, and, and exciting it, it was that it so was. Back and forth, and he ended up getting it out, and I think winning that third round. Yeah, absolutely. The guy was really big Dude. and cut weight, and was really traditional. And he was hyped. He was good, man. Yeah, he, he was, was good, good man. He was strong. You tell he's. Padrone was feeling he, this, this guy was strong for sure. Um, but yeah. yeah, shout out to the team and make sure uh, make sure to ch- uh, check out uh, what is it, uh, Mister Organic, this uh, YouTube star man. He's a, a real one man. He has a lot of a lot of followers, a lot of listeners. I don't know how many subs, but it's a lot. He does he does this thing. Check him out on YouTube and his Instagram. He's a cool dude, especially to come and check it, uh, us out and hang out with us the whole, the whole time. time. It's not like he's going to come and just say hi uh, and then, you know, go do his like thing. Like he's too cool for us. But, nah, yeah, he was Rudy, super loyal to us. Rudy and him hit it off. These guys were just hanging out the whole time, walking around the show, <clears throat> the Fit Expo. 
doing this thing and coming over and watching us fight. He's on a, a, a he put us on his YouTube. He put us on his YouTube. It was like LA, the next day, LA Boom. Fit Expo uh, takeover, and it shows Ivan's full Ivan first Drago. fight. Yeah, man. <laughs> so go check him out. Give him a follow. Thanks, man, for the support. We really appreciate it. And congrats to, to Rudy and Frankie and Nate and Logan and Ivan and all the fighters and the whole team. Great job. Great showing. Thanks for everybody who came out to support. Mario, good job. Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know what to but, say. Yeah, before we finish, let's just double check because I don't want anyone to get hurt feelings. And I want to show love to everyone. So uh, Jeremy, Logan, Ivan, Harvey, Justin. Natalie. Natalie, Padrum, that's seven. Who are we missing? Are we missing anybody? Um, I don't know. Mario. And just kidding. There's one more. The guy that was the most nervous train wreck on the planet, but one of the most uh, awesome men. He serves our, our country as a Tustin police officer. I don't know if he listens, but yeah, yeah. Nate, Nate wanted to make you fucking sweat and think he <laughs> forgot about you. Yeah, man. Just want to make you nervous again, man. Of course, I'm going to show you love, dude. You've been working hard. You've been grinding. I've seen you in the, the gym. You've overcome a lot the last year, man. We were talking before several times, yeah. too, man. He could do it. He just needed to believe in himself. Yeah. He went out there and he killed it. Yeah, you know. His opponent was tough, dude. Yeah. He's not going to be able to walk MMA, for a yeah. few days. You know, I went up to him a couple times at the beginning. Of oh, he was from Kings. That's right. Yeah. I went up to Javon a couple times thinking at the beginning, like, oh, he's nervous. Let me just go cheer him up. Well, I said a few things, but I noticed the more people came up to him and the more I actually tried to talk to him and calm him down, he got worse. Like, I could see it in his yeah, eyes. Yeah, he just wanted to chill and he focus. Just needed, he just needed to, to, to be in his little hell house, man. He chill needed to be in focus. his little mental crazy house for, for a little bit. We talked before at the gym a couple times about how what he does for a living, the stakes that he lives on, and uh, the experiences he's had. That this is nothing. You nothing. Know? I, and then I said Ivan, the same thing. You, That's hilarious. Frankie, the people that he's uh, gone up against the gym is it's the person he's going to go against is nothing compared to it. And in the end, it, they weren't nothing, but they weren't too much. Javon was definitely more than capable of taking care of business and did. Uh, this guy's going to be able to walk for a week. Yeah. Uh, and like I didn't remember, but you're great to point out. He's from Kings MMA, great school. It's where it's where um, Kelvin Gastelum gets his striking coach. Uh, Rafael Cordero is there. It's and, a and phenomenal many, gym. And many other top yeah. UFC athletes throughout the years. Many world champions. So Javon killed it. He did great, man. Congratulations. They were literally telling him to like go like lighter at certain points of the fight. Yeah. Leg kicks from hell, man. <laughs> but I yeah, tell Javon you didn't listen, and we did what he needed to do. Leg yeah, kicked man. all the time when he was the right time. I don't think maybe he got pushed but not even countered clean off any of those kicks, and he landed a ton. And yeah. then there was a couple points later in the second, and, and uh, did it go to the third? I don't remember. Yeah, I went to the but third. I think it went three. Yeah, it went three rounds. So he, you know, not to say he got gassed, but there was towards the second and third round, towards the end after dominating the rounds himself, there was points where he was having to back up and move and get out of the way of his opponent trying to land something to, you know, secure some yeah. sort of offense in the round that he, you know, probably was tired, obviously. Not gassed, but tired. And Javon showed great heart, great lateral footwork, and then the ability to go in and clinch and then knee and then try to turn and get out. He did a great job overall. Did everything he's been trained to do. Uh, so in the end, you know, yeah. none of the nerves and none of that stuff that I'm sure he had, and I know what it's like. Uh, no, none of them. He wasn't. He was able to overcome them, and they weren't in control. O overcome them. Over the them. <laughs> overcome them. Great yeah. job, Javon. Yes, Javon. Sorry if I hey, can't man. talk. It doesn't matter. Yes, Still, man. Good you, job for you. Were, yeah, you were able to keep your, you know, to harness all that in and not let it all hold you back. A lot of people get so nervous, so nervous. And when you get out there, they freeze. You didn't freeze. You just 
went with it. You followed your instincts. You listened to your coaches, dude, and uh, you did all the right things, dude. And uh, you weren't overwhelmed. You didn't throw crazy shots. You were calculated. Yes, Great job. All this is true. Balancing out those emotions and being able to still use your damn brain. That's the most important thing. That's true. And right. what I was going to say, if that's 99% of the case, which it is, because all that stuff is 100% true. The 1% critique, which we all have critiques, even Ivan has critiques, um, is that you should have used your hands more. And when doing that, mixing it up with the success you were having with all those kicks, because you were having success with those kicks with with limited hands. I'm not saying you didn't throw any, but with limited hands, you were having that success. And a lot of the hands you were throwing, you know, if some of them didn't land, they were just distractions and they had to hand fight. And it got you on the angle and the timing to be able to land your kicks clean. And that was what was the most successful part of your match, which was phenomenal. And I've, you've been really nice to me, but I felt your kicks and those are really, really hard kicks. So congrats to you for using that lethal weapon of yours very well. Uh, lethal weapon. And he's a copy. He's like, oh, you're too old for this shit. Dang, he's too dude, old for this good, shit. That was good, bro. <laughs> that was good. Uh, but Javon, uh, just like all of us need to, your striking and your hands is, are, are phenomenal. And um, when you use them, like a lot of us do, we have a, a tough time kind of blending them and using hands, then kicks, and hands and kicks right before and after each other fluidly. And, and that's what we all got to get better at. And uh, I understand it's it's tough to commit to that long of an exchange with worrying about what's coming back at you. So I get it, especially with all the nerves and being your first time out there. So congrats to you, man. You did a phenomenal job even under those circumstances. So good, good job to all of us. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a real quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to go over UFC 247, John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. Stay tuned, baby. D-Love Special Sauce. D-Love Special Sauce. D-Love Special Sauce. D-Love Special Sauce. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, real quick, we forgot to touch on it on the Bellator card. And we're doing this uh, in honor of the coaches, staff, and all the people who know what it's like to be in the corner and the emotions you go through and the people who are there that much for their, their fighters and their teammates that sometimes the raw emotion comes out. And it's sometimes it's not the most, uh, uh, I don't know, happy. You're not the happiest if you see it on video. And so uh, we jokingly said, you're gonna we're going to tell you in a second about what we're talking about, but we jokingly said that they could have done a better job, Bellator that is, with the coverage of like using the both the footage. We're talking about the corner footage uh, that that's always on during the entire fight so at the end when the fights end uh, in whatever fashion a lot of times they'll play back the footage from the corners and their reactions right as it ends and uh, they could have done Bellator a better way better job of like splitting the footage between the disappointment of Julia Budd's corner and then you know switching to the excitement of uh, Cyborg's corner of the, her finishing the fight but for whatever reason after it was over they just played the entire video package of Julia Budd's corner from the point where it was like the beginning of the end until it was over with and without further ado, if you want to get this reference, make sure to YouTube Julia Budd's Quarterman reactions to the Bellator when she lost the cyborg. So here we go. Julia. 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 Don't kick. Julia. Anymore. But wait. No, kick. Julia. Kick. Julia. Get, don't back up. Julia. Get your back no. off the cage. Uh, Elbow. Kick. Elbow. Elbow. Julia. Julia. Elbow. Kick. Do something. Julia. Julia! 
What's up, guys? We are back. I'm here with Dustin. UFC 247, starting off at the bottom. Andre Uo, we uh, shouted him out for being at the PKB. We saw him uh, supporting his teammate there. So he's taking on Jonathan Martinez. And then uh, next fight is Domingo Pilarte, Journey Newsom, Mike Johns, Mario Batista. That's the early prelims. Prelim card is, uh, let's make sure I don't skip any. <clears throat> Lauren Murphy versus Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee, we know her because she... Had a tough battle and a hard-won fight against uh, one of our uh, friends and uh, kind of teammates. She trains at our gym a little bit, uh, Ashley Evans-Smith. Uh, Andrea Lee's a tough competitor. Lauren Murphy is as well. It's going to be a good women's matchup. <clears throat> this is one of the ones, next ones I'm looking forward to. Alex Morono versus Diego Lima. Uh, Alex, I think his uh, nickname is The Great White, I think. Wait, Matt Shark, maybe. Anyways, uh, Alex Morono is a tough fighter. Diego Lima, that's going to be a good fight. Then uh, Trevin Giles versus Antonio Arroyo. And then Jimmy Rivera takes on Marlon Vera. That's going to be a banger. That's going to be a hell of a fight. Make sure not uh, fight of the night contender written all over that shit. And again, as we said, it's a good card. John Jones is at the uh, at the helm at the top. So, <clears throat> so Derek Lewis is the first fight, the opener of the main card of the pay per view card. So, thanking everybody for purchasing it. They call it the the curtain jerker. Hopefully, this one should be exciting. Uh, he's taking on Elir Latifi. Elir Latifi is uh, coming up from light heavyweight to heavyweight. I believe this is his first fight at, uh, fight at heavyweight. <clears throat> We're gonna go on and deeper into that when we break down our fights and do our predictions, but. He's extremely short for the weight class, so that one's going to be interesting. And then Mursad Bektik takes on Dan Ige. Good fight as well. Uh, Juan Adams takes on Justin Taffa. And then Valentina Shevchenko, the flyweight women's champion, takes on Kaylin Chikugian. That's uh, the first of two title fights. And then capping off the night, John Jones takes on Dominic Reyes for the light heavyweight title. So we're going to go ahead and I think we're going to pick, yeah, we're going to pick seven fights on this card. We're going to do our predictions and break down the, the fights, obviously, at the same time. Um, so just because out of fun, I don't know, man. Let me double check. Let me count how many I want to do up here. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, I can afford to do it. Okay, so I'm going to do the Andre Uhl fight, the first fight of the night. I'm just going to go ahead and pick him. Uh, let's see. Jonathan Martinez, 11 and 2. Mm, let's see if he's fought the UFC before. Let's check him out. Looks like 
He's fought two times in the UFC. First one, he won by decision. One by K, uh, TKO in the third round. I'm going to go with my boy by decision. Andre Uhl by decision. What do you think? Let me go back. You have any, any What are the stats? What do you want to look at? Uh, I want to look at Uhl's uh, fighters that he fought okay. in the UFC. Boom. Oh, I'm going to go back because I can view matchup. All right, guys, again, shout-out to UFC Stats. It's really useful if you want to look at the matchups. You can pull up both people at the same time next to each other. They're, uh, uh, again, their wins, losses, average fight time, height, weight, reach, all their, like, uh, you know, tail of the tape, and then their strikes landed per minute, um, their striking accuracy, absorb per minute, defense, takedown average, takedown accuracy, takedown defense, submission, average, and then their last opponents they faced. So it looks like Ool, let's see, make sure we know who's on each side, yeah. Ool's lost to Marlon Vera in his last fight. <clears throat> Very good opponent. Marlon Vera is the man. I think he's got future title written all over him. Lost to Dos Santos, Aleski Dos Santos. That's shoe face. And then, um, I'm not sure which wood this is. That might be the one. Um, gosh, I can't think of his name. Anyways, and then he beat, it looks like he beat Hen and Burrell at some point. Four or five to go. So. All right, scroll back up. And then Sukumtath, Buren, and Pingwan um, is Jonathan Martinez. Uh, Jonathan right? Martinez is going to win decision. Decision? Unanimous, yeah. Unanimous decision, yeah. Jonathan Martinez. Yeah, throws a little bit more, gets hit a little bit less, and uh, has a, a better percentage at defense, um, and he has a better accuracy rate. So, um, And he's coming off of two wins, so I think he wants to keep that heat up. So, yeah. Uh, um, I'm gonna go based on percentage here, and I'm gonna have to go with uh, Martinez' uh, unanimous decision. I think he's gonna just do a little more, and just enough to uh, shine. But I think it'll be close. Well, where I don't even know where this card is. Uh, let's see. Well, it's somewhere, in Houston, it's, Texas. Yeah, somewhere in the deck. All right. <laughs> nice. All right. So yeah, whatever, dude. You didn't mean it. Well, that was good. Yeah, whatever. It was clever. Yeah, it was. It was clever. It was. Freaking. Uh, leave the weapon. <laughs> 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 All right. I deserve that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The lethal weapon one was pretty good reference, though. Yeah, it was good. Because I don't think you meant to do it, and you did it. Absolutely and then, not. I just and can't. you're just like, dang, man, that was perfect. All right. So we always we can't leave out the ladies, and we got them in the co-main event. So we'll go ahead and skip over Lauren Murphy versus Andrew Lee. I, I just want to come out and say I want to pick uh, the Alex Bruno Diego Lima fight. Do you want to uh, ask me where you want to go? Because most times it makes – I think it helps the listeners when – you break it down because at least first when yeah. you'll ask me about different things and you'll talk out what you see. Just go to, just go to the see. matchups on uh, ufcstats.com. Boom. Yeah. Let's go to the matchup here. Alex Moreno versus D uh, Diego Lima. What it, what we're going off, guys, is the percentage here. So, for example, we're, I'm gonna, when I state it off, I'm going to go Alex versus San Diego. So, Alex has uh, – 17-5 and versus 17-7. and seven. Yeah, it's a pretty close record. It's almost identical. I like this stat here, guys. Mm -hmm. It's an average fight time. Mm -hmm. It shows you, like, if they're prone to decisions, if they're prone to knockouts, or even win yeah. or loss. Yeah. Is, did they finish the fight early or yeah. – or, yeah. So, Diego is already quite taller. He's 6'2", and you got Alex who's 5'11". Obviously, they're both 170 pounds. 75-inch uh, reach for Lima. 72-inch reach for Alex. Uh, let's scroll down. Alex lands 4.42 uh, strikes per minute compared to Lima, who only lands about 2.84. So that's almost more than half. Uh, Lima is ac more accurate at 42%. Uh, and um, you got Alex, who's 39%. 
but it's 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 literally a one percent difference. And um, honestly, if uh, Diego Lima throws less strikes, and that means uh, Alex is probably going to be landing more and more accurately still. The defense is about yeah. the same. They absorb about the same. Yeah. They absorb about the same. Defense is about the same. So takedowns per average. The only thing is you have uh, Lima. Lima, Lima yeah. does take down. He has 1.66. Um, and uh, Alex has zero. Uh, takedown defense for Lima at 44%. Zero. Take down accuracy for him. His accuracy, defense is 66, 66%. to uh, Morono's 31%. Yeah, yeah, so, um, you know. They don't really throw up too many submissions, but that's why I was interested in the fact that uh, Diego had uh, more of a takedown average, even though it's not much at all. But he has no more submission average, so it's like, yeah, he might – from what I've seen in his fights, they're like um, defensive takedowns. Like he's kind of getting overwhelmed and he's trying to just slow the action. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is going to mm. be their. This, here, we're yeah. looking at their list of their former opponents. Um, a few names on both that I recognize. One that stands out to me is uh, Court McGee lost to um, Diego Lima, which that's actually surprised me when it happened. I remember that fight. I thought Court McGee was going to win that fight. And then he also has a win over uh, an up and cover, this guy, Jamo. Um, that you, I also expected to be Diego Lima. So as of late, he's starting to perform closer to his potential. One of the things, the storylines on him and narratives in my mind is that he's never been able to perform to his potential. He's very good. Uh, came from a striking background originally. I believe he has a brother that's in UFC as well. Um, but he... Um, Am I, no, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Uh, fucking Douglas Lima and uh, Bellator is his brother, the Bellator welterweight champion. And he's uh, very good, Diego is. But he just doesn't seem to access his full potential. I feel like he kind of um, wilts under pressure in some mm-hmm. some situations. Point uh, is that he's faced a couple good opponents, tough, durable opponents recently, and won okay. both yep. by decisions, I'm sure. Yep. And then Tim Mean, uh, or sorry, yeah, is that Tim? No, that's not Tim Means. No, but I don't. I don't really recognize other than okay. Berkman and Mean. One more thing for me on uh, Morono's side, but yeah. Click on Alex. I want to see his method of winning. It's so close. So I want to see how he won. So click on Alex over here. Let's see how it'll do it over here too. All right, KO one. Max Griffin won unanimous decision. Unanimous Max decision. Griffin has been doing really good recently. That was like I missed that. That wasn't on the other list of the recent mm-hmm. opponents. So that pissed me off. Uh, Zach Otto, he TKO'd him by elbows. Mm-hmm. Um, unanimous decision. Unanimous decision. Yeah, sub. sub. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go Alex Morono decision. Unanimous decision. Okay. I've seen both of these guys fight recent, not recently, but their most recent fights. I've watched them both. Again, Diego Lima. If this, if I, if this was two fights ago, I would say Alex smokes Diego. Not, I mean, not that he's that much better of a fighter, but just in terms of their trajectories and their momentum. But Diego's lately shown me a lot of more grit than I'm used to seeing, so that's good for him. He's evolving, be maturing. Maybe he's just, you know, who knows? He's just becoming a better fighter. So. Um, that makes this matchup more interesting. And Morono in his last fight, uh, Max Griffin has been doing very, very good lately. I thought this was that was a good matchup, and that was a hell of a fight. And uh, I thought Alex won that fight, but it was really close. Al- um, Alex Morono has always been kind of um, an uh, un- un- not un- underdog or unspoken, but like people don't really know his name very much. And uh, he's a good, really good fighter, good prospect, and he's done very well as of late. So tough guy. And I'm just going to go with them. And you said um, decision, unanimous decision. So I'm going to go uh, third round TKO. That's what I'm going to go with. All right. Third so. round TKO. 
All right. Now let's move on to the next fight that we're going to predict here. Jimmy Rivera versus Marlon Vera. This is going to be a good fight. Yeah. Marlon Vera is a savage, guys. And, and Jimmy Rivera savage. is uh, no doubt a savage yeah. as well. Um, but, you know, Marlon Vera has finished his last three fights by submissions and KOs. Um, he's These aren't going the distance. Um, Jimmy Rivera is coming off a loss. And... Um, I don't think I, – I think Marlon is an up-and-comer. He's got a decent record, 15-5. But Jimmy Rivera's got an excellent record of 22-4, and four, more experience. So that's where it comes into play. But right now I think Marlon Vera's on a tear. He's knocking people out. Jimmy's coming off of a loss. I'm going off of momentum here. I'm going to say Marlon Vera. I'm going to say second-round TKO. Yeah, I think – I don't want to go the exact same because the point yeah. was, but I think it's, you it, hit the nail yeah. on the head. It's hard because Jimmy – the reason why, too, is because Jimmy Rivera, when under pressure, is really rock his head and throw hard left hooks right over hands. And uh, I just feel like if he gets overwhelmed, he's going to get caught. And I think he's going to get caught by guys finishing people and finishing them in very quick fashion. So um, we'll see how it plays. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I just think Marlon's on a tear. Um, he's got more momentum, and I think he's a little bit more of a dangerous opponent right now. He's fast. He's super accurate and explosive. He's he fights. Uh, he, he moves around, but he's a tenth planet jujitsu. Uh, I don't know what belt he is, but he's up there, and he moves around in terms of a lot of his uh, stuff because he's you know open to all kinds of uh, styles. But I'm pretty sure he also trains um, with Sam Calvito at, at times in that garage, like with Raymond Daniels and uh, Juan Archuleta and TJ Dillashaw and, and those. So the strength conditioning and his gas is phenomenal. And he's just a very strong, gritty fighter that every time I've seen him fight, he's gotten better and better. Finished people that, you know, I thought were going to give him a tough test on his way out. And he just always shows out. Very, very excited about this guy. I'm high on his, on him. So... Always when he fights, I'm tuning in. So I, I'm excited for this fight. And as Nate said, Jimmy Rivera is a savage. He's been around. Um, he's been around the block, and that's kind of the point. Is I think he peaked uh, a generation just before Marlon Vera's time, and he, he's kind of the the future. And Jimmy's, you know, just over his um, his peak, you know. And so I'm going to also go with Marlon Vera, and I, I can't go against you because first round, I think Jimmy's still got enough you know, veteran savvy to be able to do his footwork and not be reckless and exchange too much too early and feel out uh, Marlon and try to pick his shots. So I think he'll be able to survive in the second round. And who knows, Jimmy could go to classic old school and get enough of a, a wrestling advantage on top to nullify and slow down the fight. So you never know. You can't count him out. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to copy you and do Marlon Vera second round TKO. All right, second round TKO. Both of us chose the same exact method, same round. But the next fight, which is uh, going to be, a, I think it's going to be a, a no-brainer who I think is going to win. Uh, the next fight's Derek Lewis versus uh, Latifi. So I'm uh, going to sleep. Yeah. Um, Latifi wasn't doing so well his last couple fights in a weight class below, and now he's going up in weight. Um, he's gonna have a much harder time. He was getting gassed within the first two rounds. I mean, he's just he like he's a brawler, man, and uh, he does like to utilize wrestling. But the thing is, he's wrestling heavy, heavy man now, and a guy who can hit like a truck, Derek Lewis. Um, I'm already gonna tell you, I'm going with Derek Lewis. I'm going with Derek Lewis for this reason. Um, not only is he uh, a former title contender, but this guy was a title contender when his back was destroyed and he wasn't as focused and concerned about his back and certain health issues that he was dealing with. Now, 
He's really focusing on his back health, his, his cardio, his knees. So he's already a better fighter than he was before, in my opinion. Um, and I think if, if Latifi's going to fight the way he has um, – and and he's gonna just go out to try to throw haymakers and brawl and not try to mix it up and really just try to to out wrestle Derek Lewis and just smother him and just take away his range. He's gonna get caught. He's gonna get caught by Derek Lewis by throwing some crazy overhand or some hook. And Derek, <coughs> excuse me, De- <coughs> damn. And Derek Lewis, I think is gonna catch him. There, this is a heavyweight. So knowing how Latifi fights, I'm gonna say Derek Lewis. Oh man. The only way I can go is I'm thinking if Latifi does try to wrestle Derek Lewis and just wrestle it out, but I don't I don't see it happening. I I see Derek Lewis winning also second round TKO. Okay. I, I don't see it going to decision. I don't I don't I don't I don't I just don't feel it. So I'm not usually a guy. I'm usually a decision guy. Um, the TKOs are very risky to to choose for me. Um, it's like a risk and return with the points too, because if you get the right round and method, yeah, then you get three points. Yeah, you get an extra so, point. Based off of Latifi not doing so well his last couple of fights, now he's going up in weight. He's already having trouble down in weight, getting tired and gas. He's going up in weight, having to fight a heavier guy who can hit like a truck, um, and he's gonna have to deal with someone who's uh, a lot more experienced. Um, and not only that, but he's dealing with a Derek Lewis who is now healthier, faster, got his knee figured out, his back figured out. So I think Derek Lewis is going to be a better version than we saw him when he was a title contender. So this is going to be a real problem for Latifi. This is a good test for Latifi as well. So he could prove us wrong, and we'll see. That's what I was going to say was that the Derek Lewis of two years ago I maybe would be more concerned with because on top of everything you said about Alir, which is, of course, uh, accurate in terms of his uh, wrestling prowess and his ability with his size and strength, even though he is very, very short, he's a dense dude and very strong in the clinch and strong generally. Uh, But I think Derek Lewis of two years ago, I'd be more scared about this matchup for him. But since he seems definitely more motivated, more healthy, his back and knee and everything seems to be, uh, like you said, more of a concern of his. And then now that it's being been repaired, apparently he's been doing a lot of strength conditioning and other things. And his last fight was a testament to that. Uh, so anyways, I think Elir Latifi also, though, took this fight because Derek Lewis does lean back sometimes when he's just like trying to stay out of the distance of exchanging if he doesn't, if he's trying to back up yeah. and he keeps his outside, his left, uh, lead arm down a little bit mm-hmm. and Elir Latifi, one of his, uh, weapons is like a heavy, almost looks like a shot where he brings his head over top and a heavy ass overhand, right? Uh, it's like a hammer straight over and down and, um, I think he thinks that he can get over the top on Derek and possibly catch him with that at some point. No one catches Derek, really. <clears throat> I'm just Still. saying. I know because so we'll he see. normally backs out and he's not there at all. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I think that's something that earlier is probably going to be gunning for. And I think uh, it's going to be exciting. It's, it's exciting to see Derek, like we said, in a healthier version versus a, a good test. But earlier, like you said, coming up from light heavyweight. It was already short at light heavyweight, so he's going to be even shorter and at heavyweight compared to Derek Lewis. I don't know what the stats yeah, are exactly. Yeah, and Derek Lewis has been hit a lot harder, I guarantee you, from a lot bigger men. That's a good so, point. So uh, we'll see if uh, Latifi's power transfers and if it if it does meet <laughs> Derek Lewis. You never know. Latifi could be um, – actually, this might be a healthier weight for him. He might be faster, stronger, and have more energy. But he already had trouble with all that muscle and, and weight on him before at lightweight. So uh, if he's a little heavier, we'll see how he plays out. Yeah. All right, so we both. I'm going to go with Derek Lewis too, and then you said second round TKO. Yes, sir. 
I think it's going to be because the last fight that Derek Lewis fought when all three rounds he won a decision. And like I think I said on the podcast, like, of course you want to win early. You don't get paid by the minute or by the hour in there. But I felt like it was really good for him and his career and, and just his psyche to go through a kind of hard-fought, grindy, all three-round mm-hmm. fight for him and his experience. And so <clears throat> because of that, I feel like Derek Lewis, the, you know, we're not counting the literally Latifi out. I think he's a tough enough test to possibly take him all three rounds and be dangerous late enough in the fight for Derek to not be able to be uh, reckless. So I'm going to try to go with the safer call, like you are saying, with the decision. So I'm going to go uh, Derek Lewis, uh, Texas, thir- uh, unanimous decision. All right, Derek Lewis, unanimous decision for Dustin. All right, which brings us to Mursad Bektik versus Dan Ige. 13-2 and Bektik takes on Dan Ige. I think let's go look at their matchup right now. I want to see. I think they might both be on winning streaks right now. Let me back this up real quick. Uh, Dan Ige, Mursad Bektik. Thank you. Okay, so let me move this. So Dan Aguilar. Okay, so no. Um, Rasad is coming off. That's right. I lost to Josh Emmett. Um, Dan Aguilar beat Aguilar and Henry. He's coming off three wins in a row. And then uh, this is the guy. Bektik is the guy who famously lost to um, Darren Elkins after beating him up for three rounds. And then Darren Elkins came back with that vicious head kick. So. Um, what do you want to what do you want to take a look at here, brother? Nothing. I already made my decision. Go for it. Um, Mursad. Um, Mursad's faced like Lamas, Ricardo Lamas, and just looking at the difference in opponents, <coughs> he's faced more uh, higher level, high skilled opponents. He he's more damaging. Um, both of them have won, but Mursad has won almost all his fights by finish. Um, either submission or, or that's TKO. right. You pointed that out. Um, Dan has like one unanimous, one sub, unanimous, and then a and then a TKO. Um, but based on experience and based on uh, who who they fought, Mursad has just had a little bit of a higher caliber caliber opponents, and he's beaten them. Um, but they both uh, either finish. Uh, they both have a pretty close. They don't. One guy isn't just always doing unanimous. It, like both of them finish people. So I think it's going to be a tough fight for both of them. They both have a great record. Dan's twelve and two, and then Mursad is thirteen and two. I'm going to say decision unanimous, Mursad. All right, unanimous decision. I'm going to have to go against you here just to try to recoup some points. I know I'm behind by one, but I never can't catch up if I keep agreeing with you every time. Going first uh, is a benefit, but at the same time, it helps me think. You know, hear what you have to say, and it helps me with my decision. So it goes both ways, you know. Um, I'm going to go with Dan Ige, and I'm going to go with the first-round submission. I'm going to go for it. First-round decision for Dustin for Dan Ige. Okay, that brings us to uh, – well, we're not going to do this one, but I'm going to touch on it. Juan Adams versus Justin Taffa. Uh, it's a couple big boys. It's going to be potential to have one of them go down hard, so make sure to check out that fight. Um, and then we're going with the co-main event, first of two title fights, five-rounders, Valentina Shevchenko versus Caitlin Chikugian. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Nate, Nate let, blah, blah, let Nate start off with this one. Go for it. Man, I hate to say it, but Chokugian is going to get smashed. Choke again. <sighs> uh, she's just not technically on the same level as Valentina Shipchenko. Hasn't fought nearly the amount of high-level competitors that Valentina 
Shevchenko has fought. We we're talking about this off air about how like there's just no one else to fight. There's just no one else Valentina to fight Valentina right that Valentina hasn't already beat or fought. So who else is going to fight? They need someone new to fight her, right? So why not give the closest person who's the newest person, highest in the ranks, and that hasn't fought Valentina yet? Um, Caitlin, I know you're a former champion in other uh, in other um, organizations. Um, but I, I personally don't think that she's just too linear. She's not as well-rounded when she punches. She punches with uh, she's not as technical or one hand's away from her face. Like she'll put a jab out. Her right hand's already cocked back. Very readable on the thing she's going to throw. You're not as flexible. Your judo's not even nearly as close. Um, uh, Shevchenko's just so fast. Her reactions, it's just, it's just like she'll stand there and just wait for someone to enter and then jumping, yeah. spinning heel kick to the liver. Like, She's yeah. just like Raymond Daniels, just so mm -hmm. fast. Unfortunately, I just don't think that she's at the level that Valentina's on. I think Valentina's been on a tear, and Valentina's only been getting better. So, You were saying earlier <sighs> that the only person you think that's even close to the same level which you'd like to see the rematch is yeah. uh, Joanna. Joanna, um, and uh, obviously Amanda Nunes is yeah. a definitely a threat. Um, obviously, she's the best woman on the, the planet only piece right now. The person to beat her, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the UFC and and Amanda's only gotten better. So, but they, so is Valentina. Valentina is starting to finish women left and right now. So that's the scary part. So this one's hard to call. It's a five rounder. Uh, so in terms of like the way it ends, because you're yeah. you're all over Valentina for this one. I'm gonna say Valentina uh, submission fourth round. Okay, I get it. So Valentina is obviously not lost in, in, in since her fight with Nunez, her second fight with Nunez, and then uh, Chikugian's coming off of two wins, um, Joanna Calderwood and um, Jennifer Maya, and she looked great in both of those fights. But it just kind of talks about what Nate was saying to the point of what Nate was saying about the division, and there's just nobody else for her to fight like on that level, that tip top level. There's a big gap in this division between. Um, the very top, the champion, Valentina, and the contenders. So, <clears throat> although Caitlin looked great in her last couple fights, um, I just don't think that it's going to look the same against Valentina, and I think Valentina's way too fast. Caitlin, we were talking about this off uh, off air as well, It has a traditional martial arts background and the, those linear attacks and kind of like Wonder Boy and, and Pettis and, and other people, McGregor even have been able to incorporate them uh, more effectively, but sometimes and uh, it's just if it just can also limit you so her mm -hmm. entries and exits are in and out movement sometimes she's too far out when she throws her punches like you were saying and uh you know i, I root for her as an underdog but I, I really see it going valentina's way as well uh, you said fourth round submission yeah okay i'm gonna I, I was thinking earlier that there's a potential for this fight depending on the temperament between these two ladies valentina while she seems like i mean she is a fucking savage she's a uh, you know, from Europe, she's a European, just like extremely, um, you know, cold-hearted in there, and just brings it, brings the heat, and tries to hurt you with everything she throws. But I think deep down, she's also a nice person. So there's a potential if if her and Caitlin get into a few scrambles, and they realize, you know, understood agreement that this is definitely not going Caitlin's way, and Valentina could easily take her out at any moment. You know, sometimes you'll see an unwritten, unspoken agreement where they kind of just don't try to finish each other and they just try to kind of get to the end. I'm not saying that this is, that's going to happen, but that's, there's a potential for that. This fight kind of not being as exciting as advertised. So I'm going to go for a decision. I'm going to go Valentina unanimous decision. All right. Valentina Sipchenko unanimous decision for Dustin. All, All right. right, guys.
That leaves us to the last fight, the main event, light heavyweight championship. Some call him the GOAT. John Jones. Rest in peace, Kobe. Versus Dominic Reyes. Reyes is 12-0. and 0. John's is pretty much 26-0 and 0 with one no contest. But why even say that? It doesn't even matter. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't. The um, Picograms. Picograms. Yeah, the Picograms. Really over one Picogram? Um, Look at these stats, though. These stats are great. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't really have to go off the stats for this one. Um, Dominic Grace has been finishing his opponents. He even has a submission under his belt in his last five fights. Um, the only decision he's gone uh, with is uh, the person he fought was uh, uh, St. Prue, and that was on the Conor McGregor versus Khabib card. And... Um, but the caliber of people Jones has fought. Dominic Reyes did beat uh, Weidman, but Weidman has been on, unfortunately, a very bad momentum. He's just never, his luck has not gone his way. He's Went doing, up in weight class. He was doing great at the beginning of all his fights, and then he just got finished in all of them, unfortunately. Um, so Dominic, that was off of uh, momentum and just a good punch, man. Uh, I think you're talented, but I don't think you're going to be the one to beat John Jones. Um, you're a power puncher, and but John Jones is a better wrestler. He's harder to hit. He's very long and lanky as well. He's got much more faster teeps and push kicks. I think he's going to be able to keep him off. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say John Jones' submission as well. <coughs> I think John Jones is going to submit him as well. Rear naked choke. Yeah, I see round? it. <coughs> mm. Excuse me, guys. What round? I'm I'm trying to I'm chewing my gum here. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to picture it in my head. How I see it going down. I'm not, it's like a movie screener kind of. And thing. of course, guys, this comes out on uh, Tuesday, so the fight's not till Saturday. Make sure to engage the show, reach out, give us your picks. If I remember when I do a post for uh, listener questions next week, or you know maybe a post on who you think's gonna win, make sure to reach out to us, engage the show, share the show, give us your replies, give us your picks. Let us know who you guys think is going to win the main event. Let's go. Uh, you know, I'm going to say, uh, <coughs> actually, I'm going to say fourth round TKO. Okay. Fourth round. No, third round. Third round. Third round TKO. So I want to ask you before I go nope, to. No, fourth round. Fourth round. <laughs> fourth round TKO. Fourth round TKO. John Jones, fourth round TKO. JJ, fourth round TKO. Nate. Got it. Wrote it down. Um, I want to ask you before I go through my breakdown and pick. Um, do you think this is going to be one of those where John Jones is like playing with his food and that's why it goes to the fourth round, or do you think Dominic Reyes is going to be pressing him and you know really making it a fight and it's going to be uh, an extremely exciting back and forth kind of like uh, uh, Gustafson one style fight, or how do you think it's going to go down? Um, I well. I don't think John Jones is going to be playing with his food. I think he's going to have a tough fight. I think he's going to have to be patient. But I think John Jones is going to be patient. I think he's going to do very well in the first couple rounds of keeping Reyes off and avoiding his power. But he's going to respect his power. So that's why John Jones isn't going to engage right away. I think Jones is going to use his like his his uh, oblique kicks to his push kicks, his side kicks to his, his long jab and keep him at bay. I think he'll, he'll engage. I'm pretty with sure Reyes, sorry to cut you off, just so you know, is a southpaw, I believe. He is a southpaw, yeah, yeah. and that is uh, one of the maybe only awkward advantages that for Jones that he's going to have to deal with the adversity. Um, but Jones is very smart. He's got vicious body kicks. 
Um, and um, I think John Jones is just going to be patient and feel him out the first two rounds. And I think he's going to get his flow and he's going to start picking him apart in the th- in the third round. I think he's going to implement some wrestling too. I think John Jones is going to take him down a couple times and really overwhelm him. And I think that's where we're going to see Jones is a different level than Ray's is. Ray's never been in a position with a, a collegiate wrestler like John Jones. So I think John Jones is going to take him down in the third round and start beating him up, picking him apart. Maybe almost similar. I think Ray's going to get up, by, but by then I think Ray's is going to be discouraged. And in the fourth round, John Jones is going to just wrestle him a little bit again, and then eventually, um, be I think he'll beat him up enough in the third round on the ground with just punches and elbows, like vicious elbows from the from the guard position or from the mount position. And I think what's going to end up happening is in the, in the fourth round, he needs to start picking them apart. He's going to hurt them and either take them down and finish them with TKO. I was thinking submission, but I think um, Braze is a power puncher, and it's going to force John Jones to have to make him respect him. So I think John is going to have to throw some power too. So I think fourth round, I think Braze is going to get picked apart. And then um, because of I think John Jones is going to implement his ground, I think John Jones is going to mix it up very well, and then he's going to show Dominic Reyes that he's just a level above him. It just I think – I think John Jones is still in his prime, and I think he's. I don't think Ray's going to do it. I don't think John Jones has been fighting only high, 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 high caliber opponents for a long time, and Ray's has been fighting like top ten guys, but and n- not the guys that Jones has been fighting. So I think this is going to be a really hard test for Ray's, and I think it's going to be his first loss. Um, I'm going to have to slightly disagree with you, not necessarily on the pick, but uh, John Jones fell faced Tiago Santos and Anthony Smith in his last two fights. Nothing against either of those guys. I think they're both world-class phenomenal fighters. But Anthony Smith and um, Tiago Santos were both former middleweights. So just all I'm saying, and that could, you know, go against the argument that he's faced top, top, top in terms of the division because um, with your breakdown in terms of wrestling, I think you're exactly right. I think... Dominic Reyes is coming on, uh, hasn't lost in the UFC. He beat Jared Cannonier for God's sake. He beat Ovin St. Pru. Ozdemir was a close fight, but that was a good fight. I think Ozdemir would give uh, John Jones a run for his money. So I think uh, Dominic Reyes is a tough test. He's a good test. That's why it's an exciting matchup. It's worth, um, you know, I don't know what the odds are. We didn't really look through the odds. I'll make sure to incorporate it in the predictions challenge for the extra point. But um, still, Dominic Reyes is no slouch. I think. I think you're right. I think John's not going to be able to necessarily play with his food. He's going to have to respect him. He's going to have to respect that power, uh, especially that left hand, which John's called him out on and said he's only got a left hand. Well, some people said Connor only had a left hand, and, you know, that didn't work out that well either. He also has a left shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, he does. So, John Jones, I think you're right, has to use his entire arsenal in order to subdue and neutralize Dominic Reyes. And I think that's going to be the difference in the fight. And I think up against the fence wrestling and Greco-Roman wrestling, you know, neutralizing that length and that distance Dominic has, getting those arms extremely tired and filled with blood. Things like that are going to be what you see John Jones do. Mix it up all the way, like you said, with those teep kicks, oblique kicks. So a lot of just different things from him to wear him down. And <clears throat> when you were talking about your breakdown, I had a, a thought about, like, because you said fourth round TKO, potentially on the ground, right? That's why you were thinking sub possibly too. And I, I think every, I tend to agree with you, so I just didn't want to go with the same round to try to mix it, mix it up in terms of points. So I was going to go third round TKO, and it, even in my mind, I was thinking it was like on the ground by like elbows or by strikes, like on in, you know a TKO by strikes on the ground. And I thought 
when I was thinking this, I was thinking for some reason that it's going to be like at the very, very end of the third round, he's going to have him like mounted and he's going to be like elbowing him and like trying to finish the fight. And the bell's going to ring and then I'm going to be pissed because I'm going to be looking at you going, damn it, third round, I thought it was going to be, but it looks like it's going to be the fourth round. Like that's just the kind of, I mean, for lack of a better word, vision that I just had. Uh, so we'll see. It's going to be exciting and I'm, I'm really pumped for it, guys. So. Uh, but tell us your thoughts. Make sure to, again, reach out, engage, and share the show. Let us know who you guys think is going to win the main event, John Jones versus Dominic Reyes, UFC 247. Um, but, yeah, um, so is that pretty much it? you have any last things before we take no, off here? No, man, I'm just uh, antsy and excited for this weekend. All right, guys. Well, that does it for this week. We are through. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. We do appreciate it. Uh, once again, you know, prayers condolences uh rest in power rest in peace kobe bryant we love you um and then obviously again great job team mmt for bringing home the team trophy and as always the i want to make sure to shout out mmt check us out off uh, avery parkway and laguna Niguel. first class is free john walker faster performance all the trainers and coaches all of our training partners friends extended martial arts family and coaches Congrats, Raymond Daniels. Uh, thanks again, Pacific Roots, for being a great team and uh, showing us love at the PKB. Thanks for everyone who came out to support. And special thanks to Mr. Organic. Make sure to check out his YouTube and his Instagram, as well as the MMT TV, YouTube, and MMT radio station on the Yo Radio app. Uh, our station, again, plays Tuesday through Friday, four times a day. And make sure to check out next week's show at the same time in the same place, guys. But until then, we are through. Peace out.